0: Welcome to Cannon Fodder and All Things Arsenal Podcast. I'm Tim. I'm Fred. And we about to get into it. Oh boy. Not really because there's not a lot to get into this game besides the fact that it's just not really that fun to watch Arsenal play at the moment. Um, Yep. Nil, nil draw against Leeds. A little bit of controversy, a little bit of just the same old, same old stuff. Some changes to the lineup, some things we wanted to see, but it just felt like it didn't pan out all the way so let's just hop right into the lineups um I liked the lineup, yeah, there were certain things I didn't like about it, but you know Partey being injured, I didn't like that um <laughs> yeah, that's big. <laughs> I didn't like Sokka not starting because he
1: played he played damn near three hundred minutes
0: you know obviously it's super important for him. And it's awesome, but I also think there's just a problem with English football and like overplaying young players. Yeah, and I just don't want that to happen in soccer, but that's a different discussion. But right, yeah, no Laka in the line in the starting lineup. Obviously, no David Luiz. Um, and I didn't really want to see Willian in the front three, honestly, mm-hmm. but I guess. I guess I understood why, you know, Leeds are not an easy team and I I just felt like he wasn't gonna start Nelson on the left. Yeah. You know, for his first Premier League minutes of the season, you know. He's gonna yeah. start with some experience. I, I didn't wanna see William, but we did start Willick in midfield and I did like that a lot. Um, I think overall it might not have panned out the best way, just given the way the game went, but It was an encouraging lineup to me, um, given that the people we wanted to be in there, you know, some of them weren't, you know, Alba through the middle. You know, there's some things we wanted to see, Pepe on the right. So
1: I was encouraged by it. What did you think about it? Basically, the same exact thing. Um, All the changes that everyone has been crying out for, um, as it's now been, you know, like seven hours or whatever since Arsenal have scored a goal from open play. Yeah. Um, our big mountain to climb, our big the big problem for Arteta to fix is our creativity and goal scoring. But yeah, we saw a midfield three. Um, we saw Joe Willick, who's performed well in the Europa League, um, come in in a sort of number 10 ish position. We can talk more about like, I think the space spaces he was taking up, not really much of a f- number 10, more of like a number eight. he kind of it felt more like he, he was a little bit deeper than he should have been. His, the spaces he was taking up were a little bit weird. Um, but we we all wanted to see Pepe start on the right, preferably over William, But you just said Saka was, you know, we didn't want to overplay him, and we're risking an injury, and he did go off injured technically. But I think it yeah. was just a knock. I um, mean, then Alba through the middle, uh, and you know, see Lacazette get benched. I agree. I would rather see Nelson um ahead of Willian, but I totally understand Arteta not wanting to play youth, um, given that he's already starting, um. Joe Willick in the middle. So, yeah, uh, lineup was super encouraging. Uh, I was very excited about it. Um, Not a big fan of seeing Granite Shaka in our midfield at the moment in general. um, I've just, we've all kind of seen it, you know, for what it is for a while now. Um, And, you know, we're all just kind of counting down the days, I feel like, until Arsenal can either sell or just somehow get rid of him. Um, But, anyways, yeah, so lineup was the lineup. It was encouraging.
0: Yeah, it was, you know, and, it got decidedly less encouraging <laughs> as the game started. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first half, it was it was interesting because, you know, I feel like I saw what I expected from Leeds is right from the first whistle. They were running. Mm. They were pressing. They were at it. They were reared up. They're ready to go. Um, and I just feel like we never really found our rhythm in the first half. Yeah. And you know. We just had a lot of, we just, I don't know, we had a lot of stray passes. We just had a lot of miscommunication, you know, yeah. people just, you know, passing the ball out of touch or passing the ball in the space where nobody was because we just, it just felt like we were disconnected. Um, Yeah.
1: And I don't know. What do you think that's down to, if you don't mind me asking? Like, what do you think that's down to? Is it uh, just a low technical security in the team, like a player-by-player basis? Are we technically not that good, or is it the way we're set up, or a confidence issue, or what do you think?
0: I think it's more of a confidence issue. Yeah. Um, because honest, I think, honestly, maybe a lot of people don't want to talk about this, but in terms of technical ability in the Premier League, you know, the the margins are fine, I think, when it comes to the technical security of most teams. You know, especially a team like Arsenal. Um, you know, the majority of the people on that team have enough technical security to do the job they're being told to do by the manager, you know? Yeah. Almost all of them do. But, you know, I don't think it was a technical problem. I think it was just... Honestly, it just felt like a carryover to me with the Aston Villa game. It was like people yeah. just weren't switched on. Either that or they're nervous because they know we need to get a result and Leeds are an easy team to play against. Mm-hmm. So it just, because, you know, you see, you know, William had some wonky passes. Ceballos had some wonky passes. Willick, you know, I don't want to put too much blame on Willick because he's, you know, getting some minutes in the Premier League. He's probably a little jittery, you know, but all yeah. of it to me, it just seems like a small part of like a just a bigger problem of either us being too nervous or just the players either not understanding what they needed to do i mean i think later on you know in the first half and in the second half i think we played better oddly enough we kind of like going down to 10 men in the second half sort of like sobered everybody up and we actually played a little bit better um yeah we didn't have as much possession and we took on a lot of shots but yeah i've heard a theory kind of
1: kind of posed about that um, yeah, whole like, technical security versus confidence issue that Arsenal seem to have. I think it's a mindset thing. Um, I've heard this theory that Arteta is such a, you know, hyper sort of controlling manager. Um, he almost directs where every pass on the pitch goes. Um, and you got to wonder if that kind of gets into players' heads after a while. And they maybe are playing slightly more fearful. Um, yeah, Just maybe. like fear of losing the ball. They've got like a voice in the back of their head or a voice literally on the side of the pitch that you can hear very clearly um, because um, you know, there's no fans in the stadium. And my favorite part about that as a side note is the fact that Arteta, you hear him all the time, Willie, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just talking good, to Willie. Good Willie, good Willie. <laughs> just good. Yes, Willie. I think our yes. blog, um, I think blog said it, uh, like on this past Friday's, uh, podcast. But he's like, I wish Mick Atarian was still on the team so we could hear Willie and Mickey from the sidelines all game. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> um, so crazy. Which is funny, but yeah. So I wonder how much of it is sort of a mentality issue. I don't want to call it confidence, um, but maybe more of a mentality issue, kind of surrounding Arteta's management style. Um, you know, I wonder if he has just beat, you know, safety first, uh, defensive structure into this team to an extent that maybe we've sort of lost our just bits of creativity and sort of free flowing jazz football that Arsene Wenger was obviously known for. It just feels like, like you were saying, it just felt disconnected. It just felt like, you know, a pass was a. a foot and a half behind someone. So we had to check his stride and couldn't take advantage of the space in front of him or just miss the ball altogether. Like you said, we had just players kind of passing the ball out of bounds, like literally just miss hit passes. So it was, it was just an odd start to the game. I found it even odder that afterwards Arteta claimed that we kind of had control for the first 25 to 30 minutes and we played well. And I was like, I don't think we were as bad as we were at the end of the second half and maybe start of the second half, but I don't think we were in control
0: i feel like we did have possession sometimes i think we had a little bit more possession than Leeds did in the first half but yeah it was it's like what's the point that's not control you know Mm. i guess that's the that might just be a language thing you know because for me it didn't feel like we were in control that game very much and and actually speaking of willian um He had a couple of moments in the first half that I think were better than what we've seen from him. I agree. And he wasn't necessarily bad in the first half, but and maybe this I'm not, and I'm I'm not trying to be harsh. You told me if I'm being harsh on William, but I just feel like for the outlay, we're paying him in wages and the length of the contract we gave him. And based on what we've seen from him so far at Arsenal, I'm just I'm just a I'm really just kind of I don't know. It's not leaving a bad taste in my mouth, but I'm just really something's wanting there because Yeah. I don't think he played bad, you know, against Leeds, but he didn't he, he didn't do anything that was worthwhile. Yeah. And when he went off with like a little knock, you know, complaining, you know, a little bit and he got substituted at halftime. You know, it kind of made sense to me. I'm like, well, he wasn't really there. He didn't do anything. He didn't help string stuff together like we were wanting him to. He wasn't a threat. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I was I was left pretty kind of disappointed by William a little bit. And I, yeah. I was also left pretty disappointed by Pepe. And part of that is I feel like, and this, I think this will lead into when we get into the second half, but he was just pretty yeah. isolated out there. There's nothing yeah. going through him. You know, he's not getting any service. He's just getting kicked around by a freaking whatever that dude's name, Alakoski, whatever. Oh, they're left guy, back, yeah, so. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I think know. the Williams Before we before we leave that topic, um, I, I feel like we may have kind of got the wrong player. We all kind of expected William to come in and almost play as a number 10 because his last season and in general, his time at Chelsea specifically his last season, though, he's had good creative numbers. Um, Final third, passing accuracy, good shot totals, good like chance creation, decent assists. He had one of his most productive um, creative seasons last season for Chelsea Um, that's part of why... We wanted him. So I guess, I think we kind of assumed that he would come in and fulfill that sort of creative midfielder role. At least that's what we all thought. And I think that's pr- most likely what Arteta had envisaged when he kind of pushed the club to sign the player. Um, but I wonder if just the way that we are playing, we're asking him to do the wrong things. I think, William, yeah. I don't want to just throw the baby out with the bathwater and, say that he's completely washed as a player i think it's just he's not that type of player i think he's a final third only player i feel like chelsea had other players to progress the ball forward through midfield or down the wings they had a lot of ball carriers um and conte and kovacic um that kind of do that work for him and then william's able to receive the ball on the edge of the box create some space he's a great crosser of the ball He's, he's a good striker of the ball got good shots um and so I feel like he is being tasked with a job that he's maybe not very good at. And I think that I, I want yeah. to give him some slack on that front. Not that I feel anything like sort of like personally, I don't personally like and I feel very indifferent about him even when he was a Chelsea player. Cause he's just kind of like a bland vanilla person, I guess. I don't know. He was never one of those opposition players who kind of wound you up and pissed you off. But, but yeah, no, I, I, I have a bit of sympathy and I think it ties into what we were kind of talking about with this, this way Arteta has us playing um, mixed with this kind of maybe low confidence or just that disjointed feel about us. I think everybody on the pitch is suffering. William also, you know, um Albemian is suffering tremendously. It doesn't make any sense that he could be so good for the two and a half seasons. He's been here and then all of a sudden drop off a cliff. You know what I mean? Um, And there's stats to back that up. He only received the ball. Um, I think it was probably like 16, 17 times was passed to yesterday. Um, I, I think the the leading passer to Aubameyang was Burnt Leno from like long balls. And I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, we're not progressing the ball up the pitch. Yeah. This is a serious problem. We don't have the personnel, it seems, to do it. Um, so it's just, it's the same old, same old type of problem. And that first half wound down pretty disappointingly. Leads were definitely on top towards the end of it, creating most of the chances. And so we were just going into halftime hoping that Arteta could kind of kind of coach some life into this team, coach some confidence, um coach some sort of in- attacking impetus. So, yeah, going into that second half, how are you how are you feeling? Um honestly, you know, I think we started the
0: first half a little bit better. Those first opening 4 or 5 minutes, I was like, okay, it seemed like we had a little bit more going on, you know.
1: Yeah, Nelson on for and, William, by the way. That that happened.
0: Yeah. Nelson on for William and I like that you know I was like okay like he's got something to prove so he's going to yeah. work hard you know yeah. And, and and to be fair I think Nelson every time he has played he's worked hard Definitely, you know yeah. and I feel like that's what we needed more than what we needed from William at that moment is we needed someone who's going to come in and work harder than the leads players were working if we were going to like kind of establish a little foothold in this game and try to create some chances you know yeah, And then, you know, the whole Pepe thing happens. Yeah, 51st minute. Yeah, 51st minute, which is, you know, I I don't want to talk too much about it just because I feel like it's getting talked to to death. But it's, yeah. I, I think the way Arteta summed it up was perfect. It was unacceptable, and he let the team down, you yeah. know? And I, I know, you know, you and me have talked a lot about it. And he just looks like a frustrated player who is, not getting what he thought he would at Arsenal. And I think it's starting yeah. to show a little bit in the way he's playing, you know?
1: Yeah. He spoke so about it and during the international break. Exactly that, that he was disappointed at his playing time. Um, he doesn't like this, sub, super sub role that he's been asked to kind of fulfill lately. He hasn't been getting the starts, been coming on around the 65th, to 75th minute. And he's just kind of annoyed and frustrated and rightfully so. You want your players to be frustrated in that position. Um, but then to, to do that, I thought it was just petulant and uncalled for at the same time. And, you know, not to give this whole issue too much airtime, but we talked about it off air. Um, and that shouldn't be a red card. It always is. Um, you know, it's they call it a headbutt, but it's not. They like touched foreheads. The leads player act like he broke his nose, like he got shot or something and flopped to the ground. Um, it's my least favorite part of football. Um, the sort of play acting stuff. Um, Pepe should have known better, um, even though it is kind of yeah. a silly rule that that's an automatic red, but he should should have known better. And it's just, yeah. it was frustrating to see him react so poorly, um, and lose his cool, lose his head when he's finally gotten what he wanted. He's, he's finally gotten the start, yeah. finally getting the minutes. Um, and just yeah. to react like that and let your team down. And in fairness, you know, Arteta said what you said after the game, you know, Arteta summed it up by saying you let the team down um he he came out on social media today it was just a few hours ago i believe um monday evening west coast time and uh yeah just said i'm sorry you know he had a big apology he's like unacceptable i let my team down i let my coach down i let my club down let the fans down blah 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 all the stuff you want to hear um so he knows it and i just feel like this is the and, defining yeah. moment you know and in that his was career. the first time he's ever been sent off that was yeah in his whole yeah he's not he's not that
0: kind of player he's just frustrated you know he
1: just got frustrated and like i was saying like i I feel like this is a defining moment in his arsenal career i feel like that either just potentially ended it or i don't know maybe arteta can kind of coach maybe it's just a wake-up call to him you know to apply himself more to be more consistent to train better all those things that arteta's been asking for because he's the most frustrating player i think in the squad right now because he's so ridiculously physically talented um great dribbling, great shooting, great passing, great everything. And it just seems to be lack of focus sometimes, you know, I feel like before his sending off, we didn't look very good, but he was far and away our most dangerous player, you know? Um, So yeah. who knows, maybe this incident, it'll, it'll cause him to reassess um yeah. and just kind of follow direction a little bit better. And, and hopefully Arteta can get a little bit more out of him.
0: Yeah. And, but I mean, I, and I do feel for him too, though, because one of the notes I had written down about Pepe it, in the first, uh, half and in the second half. I mean, the second doesn't remind the second half because he got sent off, but hmm. he's always so isolated on that right side because we just don't build up play there very much. Yeah. Um, And I feel like there's this pressure on him to do something every time he gets the ball. And I don't know, it's just difficult because it's like you see him and there's not enough – players close to him there's nobody who's going to pass the ball to him in space there's not that many people making the overlaps you know like it happens every now and again in some of our games and we usually it's dangerous when he has somebody to play off of yeah because his movement is good his you know the way he can hit the ball the way he can move it you know in a couple yards the way he can create space is really good yeah but he's not a player that you want to have to you know it's like there are so many moments that first half you know just going back where it's like (laughs) is they someone passes them the ball and nobody makes a run nobody's moving and you're just like okay yeah beat these four players and do that happened
1: that happened not just to him that was happening a lot and i think that happened to joe willick a handful of times in the first half you know he would get the ball and go on a run and not have any options
0: yeah and i think part of that is leads and part of that is them you know clogging up midfield clogging up these spaces trying to make it really difficult for us to and for players who want to carry the ball to find space or to find someone to pass the ball to. But yeah, the whole Pepe thing is frustrating. And I hope it does turn into, you know, it gets better. Cause it's like we said, you know, after the game, it's one of those situations now where he's in his second season. His first season was just insane with everything that happened, you know? Yeah. And so now you got to think like he's got to kick on the season. He's got to, he's got to just there has to be something else and and part of it might just be he's not the player that Erteta needs but if it doesn't work out then we're gonna take know, a huge loss financially you know yeah there's i think there might be a situation in the summer where you know people are thinking about letting him go for sure but
1: yeah you know definitely.
0: moving on past moving on past the red card you know we go down to 10 men
1: um Can I, can I, can we go back to that real quick? I have a little theory about Pepe and maybe why he feels and looks and is so isolated out there on the right wing. Um, What you said, he doesn't have any support generally. um, And when he does, it's Hector Bellerin overlapping, underlapping, you know, coming up to receive the ball, receive a pass, try to make a run. Um, Bellerin's not quick enough anymore to get back into his right back slot. And so I think he's instructed by Arteta, most likely, and this is just a theory, like I said, I don't know this for sure, he doesn't make those runs as often because Arteta knows that he can't get back. You know, So he said, don't leave your hole unless you – it's a very specific situation, you know what I mean? I think on top of that, is <clears throat> a bit scared of um, getting hit in transition, getting hit on the counter, especially when you have that midfield that we had to field Um today, uh, or sorry, not today on yeah. Sunday, that shock us Bios midfield is incredibly slow and unathletic. They have their qualities, um, but they're not that great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, success that we've had playing those two in midfield has come when we've completely ignored the midfield, um, you know, in the last season, the FA cup run. Um, so I wonder how much differently, how much more support Pepe can have on that right wing when he's got a Bellerin overlapping, or I'd like to see Maitland Niles in there. That's a different conversation. Um, but because he's got Thomas Party and Mohamed El Nini in the midfield to cover those holes, to protect us in transition. Because the last thing you want is Ceballos running back towards your goal or Shaka running back towards your goal because they're not going to catch anyone. you know. And so I think that those players are instructed to not give him too much service because they can't get back into their holes if we lose the ball and if we get countered on. So that's just a little theory that I think might be happening. I have no evidence to back it up, but it, it's just something Well, I feel about. like when when
0: Bellerin and Pepe have played on that side a few times this season you know they've combined it really well yeah and i think last night i think i think part of your theory is dead on as th- i think last night Bellerin was hanging back so we wouldn't get hit on the counter more yeah and so the overlap wasn't there as often just because our midfield wasn't going to be able to stop anything and you saw a couple times how they cut through us You know, Mm -hmm. on the transition, yeah, yeah, on the transition like that. I but I think in general, Bellerin getting forward, he's so good at doing it, and I think Pepe not playing on that right side. You know him playing with William a whole lot. You know, William's not always looking for that kind of thing. You know, it's I feel like the way William and Pepe play off that right side is so different. Um, Yeah, so I I would like to see Pepe and Bellerin combined more just because the the there's just I feel like there's more options there in an attacking sense than with Williams over there, but yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I find anyway. that right back position you know that, very interesting under Arteta. Um, because I feel like if he's gonna persist yeah. with Bellerin, Bellerin's main strength is him getting forward. You know, he's got good technique, he's got good passing, um, he's uh got good crossing, uh, and he's an intelligent runner off the ball. He's just a big space player, but like I said, he's not good at in getting back into his hole. So if you're not going to have your right back overlap and help out your right winger, I'd much rather see Maitland-Niles in there. Um, while Maitland-Niles is isn't as offensively good as Bellerin, and I think everyone would admit that, he is defensively far superior. I think, um, I think everyone would agree with that too. Um, you know, he's just a better defender than Beller, and is so. If you don't want your right back overloading because you don't want to leave that hole open because you've got two slow midfielders, you know, if we have to play another game without Party and El Nini, um then I'd play Maitland-Niles if you're asking your right back to just defend and you want most of your attacking going down the left. So, I mean, I don't know. I think the right back position is actually something that is going sort of under the radar as a, a pretty substantial problem um, for Arsenal. Um, I, it's it's hard to hate on Hector Bellerin. Uh, he's an Arsenal man. Uh, he's a great person just in general. Um, a lot of his off-the-pitch sort of uh, causes and things, and he's just a good person all around. Um so, yeah. yeah, I think that is that is sort of low-key, on the down-low, sort of a, an issue that Arteta has got to sort out. I, for one, would like to see Maitland-Niles get in. But anyways, those are just a couple things Um, we can get on with the rest of the game.
0: Well, I personally think Bellerin is incredible, and he should be our right-back for the next 25 years. Okay, when he's 50-something and playing yeah, about out there, <laughs> making those runs, you're going to change your mind. Friend. Yeah, I'm
1: sure his athleticism is going to just go <laughs> do nothing but increase between now yeah, and 50. Yeah,
0: he's literally going to turn into a twig but um yeah yeah weirdly enough when Pepé got sent off I felt like you know um <laughs> I I we I think we started to play better and one of the yeah. reasons I think we started to play better is that we put Saka on. Oh, Willick yeah. came off and Saka came on and you can see how so much more verve and connection was put into the team, which just, again, you know, we've said it a million times. It just underlines the importance of how good and how essential Saka is to this yeah. team. Um, But yeah, I mean, and you, and you see it too later in the second half, I think the best chance of the whole game is Bellerin making a run, through the midfield, passing the ball. A great ball, by the that way. That pass was immaculate. Soccer. It
1: was so pretty. It
0: was it was a good pass. A and I think, dude, that's again <laughs> that um and I, that that to me is I think one of the reasons why Bellerin is getting picked over Maitland Niles right now because he does agree, have yeah. a creative aspect of his game that Maitland Niles doesn't have right now. It might not, you know, because I'm not saying he couldn't develop that, but, like, that kind of passing, that kind of run that Bellerin makes, he does that a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. He's good at doing that. Yeah. And I think that's really important to the way, um, you know, Arteta wants the team to create. But, anyway, Saka has a yeah. great chance. And, you know, I told – as I said earlier, it's like any other night we win that game. But I do think it was a good goalkeeping. And we're just a little bit unlucky. But,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, Bukayo Saka is, I think, Arsenal's most important player, and I would dare say best player. Um, which isn't the way it should be <laughs> for a 19-year-old, you know, with his first, um, in his first season as sort of an established first teamer, first full season. I don't know. He played a lot last season, but he was breaking through last season. Um, you know, I think that that's it's it's crazy but he he is probably our best player um and it just the thing he thinks he does well um he's just very decisive and that that kind of goes back to the stuff we were sort of complaining about that we weren't doing in the first half we just seemed indecisive and disjointed and disconnected bakaya saka gets the ball runs into space makes decisions passes the ball runs past a man him and Tierney combine really well and that's like an exciting development because they're both young guys um Tyranny's only like 22, 23, I believe. Um, They're both young guys. And so that left side um, of our team between Tierney and Bakayosaka looks great for the future. So that is one slightly encouraging sort of nice thing to look forward to. But yeah, so Bakayosaka is just the way he makes decisions. I feel like just instantly, instantly improved us. Um, And it was really, really good to see. Um, The penalty shout, I don't think we need to give it too much air time because we sound like a broken record it's weird var sucks um we should have been given a penalty it's inconsistent it's annoying and it's it's consistently inconsistent and it's just bullshit at this point the amount of penalties we should have had that we haven't gotten meanwhile you look at man united getting given a penalty scoring a goal winning a game for the exact same type same part of the pitch same part of the box exact same type of sort of handball offense but for us it's not a penalty so Go figure. Um, I think at the end of the day, we only have ourselves to blame. Um, Pepe has himself to blame. Arteta's got himself to blame. And so to a lot of those players that are just not playing well, not taking chances, Arteta's just got, he's got more work to do. Um, I'm encouraged slightly only by the fact that I think Arteta's is a fast learner. So hopefully he can get this problem solved, but the team just feels like it's missing a link, missing that attacking midfield player. Um, and, you know, it's up to Arteta to, sort of get the best out of what he has until January Um, and maybe we can bring one in, Um, but we'll see. Yeah. So sort of same old, same old creative issues in this game. Um, And it was just frustrating. I think at the final whistle, I think too, what was a little bit frustrating
0: for some of it as well was kind of this and just the sense of excitement about Okay, it's a new game. It's another chance for us to get a result. We had a 2 week break, you know, we should be able to get something. You know, we like I felt like we we could have won that game, you know. It it didn't really flow our way, but I mean, that's just football. You know, you get excited yeah. and then you know, you get immediately crushed. So, <laughs> but there was a really Bellerin, I think had some really good quotes. Um and I kind of, you know, when kind of bringing in for a landing around this yeah he had some really good quotes at the end of the game kind of accentuating the highlights or the you know i shouldn't say highlights but the positives from kind of the game which i don't think there were many but i think the biggest thing he was trying to say at the end of that game was like you know one of the quotes was like football is not black and white there's luck and there's hard work and there's talent and there's you know training and listening and concentration there's so many things that go involved he goes and nobody really wants to talk about it he's like but there's so many different conditions that affect the way the players go out and perform on the pitch and at the end of the day he's like we trust what arteta is doing and we as players need to work harder to make sure like we get where we need to be with him telling us what to do basically yeah and I and I want to feel that way about this game. You know, I want to feel like Yeah, there are positives. We didn't we went down to ten men and we didn't concede. Like we stuck it out, you know, we kind of battened down the hatches and we defended pretty well and we actually even had a really good chance and could have won the game. I mean yeah. Leeds had some chances, you know, hit the woodwork and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, you know, I I agree with that sentiment from Bellerin is that like we gotta we you know we gotta try to stick with the positives, push forward, and just hope this team you know gets out of this funk and Arteta can coach them out of it. You know.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I I don't want Arsenal to become a club that uh, just firefights by making really rash decisions. You know, I want the club to yeah. let Arteta figure this out. You know, I don't want to be a Chelsea who just you know has a two-year project, gets an experienced manager, gives them an open checkbook, wins the league or wins something, and if they don't win anything or even if they do win something, just burn it all up and start over. You know what I mean? Um, Not only because we financially can't do that um, like they can, like Man City will most likely do when Guardiola leaves, maybe soon. Who knows? Um, I want to see us stick with Arteta because I think he's worth sticking with. Um... For many reasons that this isn't an Arteta pod, so we don't have to get into all of them. But I, I want to see him given a chance because I think he's he's bright, he's intelligent, he's talented as a manager. Um, some of his ideas and formational ideas and tactics are really really brilliant. He's just got to figure this out, um, and yeah. hopefully he can because he, like I said earlier, I think he's a quick learner. He's learned stuff quickly in the past, um, and you know I think not just him learning and getting better. I think there's a few key players from the. Granted, like we've said, like everybody has acknowledged sort of lacking personnel-wise squad that we have. There are a few players, um, just notable absences in this team. Um El Nini and Party looked like a really good midfield partnership. We didn't have access to David Luiz. Honestly, I'd love to see him um, come back. He just had a baby. I didn't know that's why yeah. he was out, but he just had a kid. Um,
0: yeah, I know everybody. There's so there's so many people were like losing their shit. Like, oh, this is what he gets for punching Ceballos in the face. I'm like, yeah, well, he had a baby. <laughs> he just had a baby. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: y'all, but, need to, y'all need to, to contact. Yeah, I know people are way too like freaking laser yeah. focused. Got the blinders <laughs> on. All they see is Arsenal, and they just lose their shit. But. Uh. Yeah, but like he is very important to our ball progression um, from deep. Um, and yeah. not ha- I don't think he's the best defender. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I think it's something massive. And then, like we've said a billion times, we don't have that creative midfielder. And so we miss that ball progression when Luis isn't in the team. We miss that ball progression that Bakayo Saka brings and, granted, br- brought in the second half after he came on for a little while. Um, of just moving the ball forward by carrying it forward. And Thomas party can do the same and he can pass. Well, like there are a few very key points missing in this team because we've seen this team, this manager, we've seen everybody play better and do better than this. Um, So I'm, I'm not at the point of, you know, of being super worked up and depressed and like, it's is hopeless. Let's get a new manager in. And I don't think anybody should be um, this season. Honestly, I think he's worth sticking with and, Yeah, just got to see if we can figure this out. Um, You know, obviously stay behind the team. Hopefully, they, yeah, stick with each other, stick with Arteta, and um, we can kind of right the ship sort of on Thursday, even though those games don't really mean much in the Europa League, but then against Wolves this next weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, hopefully we can uh, get a good result, get a little bit of form, um, maybe see a couple players kind of come back from injury you know it'd be nice to see Emil Smith Rowe might be nice to see Chambers yeah um you know i don't i don't know if we'll see those players or not i don't know if they're I in doubt, the Europa League squad i doubt i don't know i don't think they're in the squad cuz i think smith rowe
1: is but i think that they waited on chambers because he is just kind of getting his feet wet with some academy yeah, plenty of time
0: yeah so i don't know it it would be it, i think that game will be important for us to go out play well get a win try to get some confidence um, before yeah. we play wolves at home which uh, you'll be hearing from us about that Wolves game. Um, we might not do a Europa League pod. I'm not sure, but yeah. either way, if we don't beat Moldy Mold. Cheese FC, then moldy, moldy, then you know, then we're gonna have some serious problems because that'll be like four shitty results in a row, and I think that's the last thing we need going into this festive period is a bunch of bad results.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um can we give one quick shout out to Kieran Tierney? Not only did he play well, he's just this like a, an absolute G. Oh uh, dude, he's he's I love him so much. I want him to be the club captain and I think honestly, if he sticks with Arsenal, I think he should be captain sooner rather than later because he went straight up to the player that let's face it, he got Nicolas Pepe sent off. Yes, Pepe shouldn't have done it because he knew the risk. Should have known the risk. It was petulant. We've been over that. But the, the leads player flopped and everybody knew that. Um everybody can see that. Um, especially if any of our non-football watching, following friends, talking to you, Matt, talking to you, Thomas, you bastards. Um, if y'all look up the highlight <laughs> of Nicholas Pepe's red card, the guy, they barely touched foreheads, the guy acts like he got shot. So it's just bullshit. And Tierney went up and like gave it to him, at least verbally, um, and had to be separated. Um, and kept trying to go back and just yell at the guy. Say, dude, what the fuck? Why are you? play acting and you're acting all buddy buddy after the game is just it's a stupid thing um but i you love to see that from Tierney. um yeah and i just i freaking love him he's not only a good player he's a freaking g and i want to marry him
0: there's a very you know legit feeling of like oh i wish more of our players had that reaction after the game yep i wish there was that much bite and that much just kind of like you know what fuck you Yep. After the game.
1: Not what Granite yeah. Shaka's doing. Granite Shaka's over there. I know they know each other. They're from a similar part of the world. But uh, he's over there with his arm around him at the end of the game, pushing Tierney away a little bit. I'm like, dude, Shaka, fuck off. You should be pissed at that guy, whether you know him or friends with him or not. It's competition. And he did something, I would say, annoying and slightly dishonest and got one of your players sent off and arguably kept you from winning that game. Um, so fuck that guy. And I wish, like you said, more of our players acted like that. i love to see that from Tierney. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to get that in because I love Kieran Tierney so much. Yeah. Amen. Well, will why don't you hit everybody where they can find us on social medias? Yeah. So Instagram, Cannon Fodder Pod, and on Twitter at Pod Cannon Fodder. Uh, there's another Canon Fodder Pod that already had that handle taken. Um, and also, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a review. Only five stars. Pretty please. Otherwise, don't leave one. Um, it just helps us climb the charts or whatever on iTunes. Um, so the three of you are listening. If you haven't already left a review, leave us one. Um, we're on Spotify. We actually just switched uh, podcast hosting services. And I think we're basically on every podcast, every major podcast um, listening service out there. Google Play. Like we're, we're kind of all over the place. Um,
0: Deezer, Tweezer, Fleezer, Stitcher, Bitcher, all of them.
1: Yeah yeah so we're everywhere um hit us up on social media though we got some posts going on some sort of instant reaction kind of stuff um that we're both getting in on um but yeah that's it all right we'll see you guys next week later